people, the corporations are not your friend, and you know what? They're no friend of your children either. And in fact, here in Clown World in 2023, we now have something called YouTube Kids, a site that provides videos for your children, trying to show your kids the ins and outs of living in the LGBTQIA emoji dash friendly person plus sign community. You guys, it's Mailbox Monday. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm so glad you have found me here at my little corner of the internet. This is the Off the Bench Podcast. My name is Heidi St. John. I'm glad you guys have joined me. Today is the day that I like to answer your questions. We get questions from listeners here every single day. And the way that you can get those questions to me and have them addressed on the air is simply to submit them to me, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. We're going to do our very best to get to as many questions as we can every single week here at the show. I'm going to jump right into the deep end and start talking about the libraries. You guys know how I feel about the libraries, right? The the National Library Association, one of the wokest, most wicked organizations. I mean, honestly, I put them right up there with the NEA, the National Educators Association. And you guys may remember that uh, I talked about this last week with my friend Marissa Streit, the CEO of Prager University, and we talked about how the schools through the National Educators Association are taking direct aim at your children. Well, Julie in Iowa wrote in to ask, is it appropriate to speak up to our public library about how inappropriate books are offered to young children? And if so, how do I do that? A book we checked out is Grooming Our Children by Normalizing Inappropriate Behavior, and I cannot in good conscience just return the book and stay silent. Beth in Arkansas wrote in to say, Our town voted to defund the library after parents complained over a year about explicit content in the children's library. All right, this is fascinating stuff for me uh, because I've been talking about this for a long time, and I think it's worth noting. That those of you who think that if you, so, let's say you live in a in a small town. Let's say you know you live in a town of fifteen hundred people, and your library is really great. And the librarian there is you know one hundred and forty seven years old, and she's been you know putting books in the library for a long, long time. And you think you're just fine, everything's fine and dandy. I'm telling you what, if your library is part of the National Library Association, then then they're woke. I guarantee it. And one of these days, I'm going to come back on here and I'll just read to you from the platform of the National Library Association because these guys are intent on pushing inappropriate material to children. And one of the things that we've been fighting for as parents for a long time is simply to get the the uh, the libraries to label the books so that you can see on the binding of the book what kind of a book it is. Now, fascinating to know, they will do this for Christian books. So if you go into my library here in Battleground, for example, or if you go to the Portland Library or to Vancouver and you uh, and you just perusing the books in the teen section or whatever on the bindings, if it's a faith based book, there's a little cross. Right. If it's a horror book, there's a picture of a skull. And why did they do this? Because parents have said, hey, could you please let us know in advance what kind of books our kids are going to be exposed to in the library would help us if we just saw it on the bindings. They will not do this. For homosexual books, they will not do this for uh, transgenderism or any of the other garbage that they're peddling to your children via the public libraries right now. 
But I want to show you guys, I'm going to, and in fact, I'm going to link to these uh, at the show notes today so you guys can see exactly what I'm talking about. But what's happening in your library right now should alarm you. These are not safe places for children. So there's a library that, uh, so Safe Books for Arkansas is a Facebook group and you guys can find it and uh, join that group. It's called Safe Library Books for Kids. It's a group on Facebook and they are constantly putting up great information about what is available to your kids through the public library. This was posted just the other day. There's a brand new book. You guys, you can't make this stuff up. This book is called Some Bodies. Now, on the front of the book, it looks innocuous. You know, at first you see a person uh, who's very, very tall. You see a person who's very, very short. You see a little girl in a wheelchair. You see someone with a prosthetic leg, uh, somebody with glasses. You see black kids. You see white kids. And you think, that is really sweet. I, You know what? Yes, I agree. Not everybody looks the same, right? So I'm going to read to you guys the summary of this book, all right? So it says, uh, this book is, de- is depicting people who use prosthetics or wheelchairs, who have different skin tones, and people with vitiligo are included also, who wear head scarves, who use cochlear implants, who have tattoos and surgical scars, possibly indicating gender-affirming surgery and more. Little tiny sentence which should let you know that this book is garbage, garbage. It's garbage from sunup to sundown. All you had to see was that little tiny notification to know that these guys are going to include pictures of of, uh, people with mastectomy scars. Sure enough, you head right on over there and you can see that there is a picture of a person sunning uh, herself on the beach And she has very visible mastectomy scars. And so here we have a woman who's had a voluntary mastectomy and wants to come across as a man. And this book, which is being peddled to your children, is attempting to normalize it. Again, that book is called Some Bodies. It's written by Sophie Kennan. And I'm going to urge you guys, this stuff shouldn't be around where just little kids can get a hold of it. Because what happens is... You know, we used to go to the library, right? Or, you know, I used to love to go to the library. I don't really go very much anymore. I used to go to the, love to go to the library and just bring my bag of homeschool stuff. And while I was grading papers or talking to the baby, I would let the little, my, you know, my little ones roam around the library and they would pick out books. And I'd go home with 40, sometimes 50 books in a wagon. You can't do that anymore. These places are not safe for children. And unfortunately, This is happening in almost every library in America. I looked at another post on here from a lady named Deanne. She said that she'd been asked to make a post featuring some of the inappropriate content found in sections of their local library that are designated for minors. Titles of the selections are in the caption of each photo. Unfortunately, these are just some of the books that we found. This one's called The Bare Naked Book, Rethinking Normals. Uh, Rethinking Normal, this one, another one called The Breakaways, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, and another one's called Flamer. You guys, I'm going to put these up for you so you can see them, but I am telling you what, wildly inappropriate for children. It's very, uh, it's very sad. Another one's called Forever for a Year. One's called The Deaf. You can imagine what that's about. One is called This One Summer. One is called Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me. And one is called Brave New World. A lot of these are graphic novels. So I'm just going to look at one and I'll put it up on uh, uh, up on the video so you guys can see it. 
But this, they're talking to each other, these girls, you know, standing around vaping and smoking and drinking. They look to be, you know, pretty young girls. She said, hey, Sarah, was it you who said that sperm can live for like three weeks in your, oh, yeah. And they start laughing. And then the girl cusses. And then she says, like I would say that, effing gross. Ha ha. Nice one, Jenny. These are young kids. This is the stuff that's in your libraries. And the other stuff that's on here, I can't even read because, uh, you know, I'd be for sure, I'd be censored and booted off the air, but they'll let you guys have this stuff out here for your kids. So I'm going to link back to it so you guys can see it. One of the books is called Rethinking Normal, The Gay BCs, A Court of Mist and Fury. Hmm. And uh, another one that I love called Hair in Funny Places. You guys, this is disgusting. And until a lesson and lesson until we stop normalizing this stuff. We're going to continue sliding down the rabbit hole. At the onset of the show today, I told you that, uh, again, YouTube is inflicting their woke ideology on your children. Now, they'll censor me and they'll take me off if I talk about anything they don't like, anything that goes against their woke ideology because they are the, the, the arbiters of truth. But YouTube now has YouTube Kids and this site obviously providing videos for children. And all they're really pushing on here is disgusting ideology for little kids. And so I'm going to link back to it. The, the Not the B, which is the non-satirical side of the Babylon B. There's an article on there that came out on February 1st, and it says, check out all the grooming this guy came across when he logged into YouTube Kids as a 10-year-old. All right, first thing he sees is a video called Kids Meet a Gender Non-Conforming Person. And then it goes on to to uh, talk about how YouTube Kids is grooming kids. This guy Aldo made an account for nine to twelve year olds, and one of the first videos that they recommend is "Kids Meet a Gender Nonconforming Person." Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Did we really expect that? You know, having our kids log into a big corporate outlet uh, such as YouTube? Of course we did. But I'm going to give you one line from this garbage video. And here, here, here's one, the one line. Do I look like a girl to you? Yes. Well, what if I told you that sometimes I feel more like a boy? You guys can only imagine where that goes from there. So I've watched this. I'm telling you right now, it's a hundred different kinds of horrifying. These are some of the videos that are going to be recommended to your kids on YouTube Kids, uh, a song compilation for queer kids. We're launching the Rainbow Parenting Podcast. Queer stuff, kid, or queer kid stuff, identity compilation. I wonder how many millions of identities they're going to lie to your kids about how, what they can have. Uh, queer stuff for kids, gender compilations. What does your self care look like? Dear grownups, get out and vote. T is for transgender. Uh, happy pride. We're fighting for queer joy. Queer kid stuff, weekly live. Intersectionality. This is for kids, you guys. Intersectionality, Gilbert Baker and a protest song. You know, every time I get onto here, it's just, uh, yeah, Henry, a gay fairy tale romance. 
Here's another guy uh, on the kids' YouTube channel, and the the title simply says, I'm gay. Welcome, this one says, to queer kid stuff. It's okay to be gay. Queer kid stuff music. And I'm wondering, you know, this is why Prager University is so important. This is why what they're doing is so important. This is why it's so important what Answers in Genesis is doing with their programming. They're trying to give you guys alternatives to this garbage that they're pushing on our kids. And so your, your kids, if they go to the public schools, you're, they're getting this stuff from sunup to sundown. And then you say, hey, let's go to the library. And they get at the library. And then your kid says, hey, mom, can I watch YouTube for a while? And you say, okay. And so they sit on YouTube and what happens? They get indoctrinated and they're not, if you're not talking to your kids about this stuff, then you may not even know that it's happening. And one of the most prominent channels on YouTube is called Queer Kids Stuff. And what do they do here? They break down the infinite sexualities of the alphabet mafia and they deal with what each letter means. And so this this girl, I think it's a girl who's dressed like a dude, you know, what does gay mean? B is for bisexual. T is for transgender. It's okay to be gay. Lip sync with a guy who seriously looks like Satan himself. It's unbelievable. What is it with all the drag queen stuff? It, drag isn't even an identity, right? It's just this disgusting fetish. Why are we teaching our kids about this stuff? If that's not enough for you, I want you to pay close attention. Listen to this one. Can a child consent to playing soccer outside with his buddies? Sure. Can he consent to having sex with an adult? Absolutely not. So, but you got all these minor attractive people who want to lower the age of consent for everything and just basically give kids agency for everything in their lives and take away parental control completely. That and is that's my totally stance. Insane. My stance. There we go. Oh, okay. My stance is I want to decouple age and consent. I think the two have no uh, have no bearing with it. So do you think a 12-year-old should be able to consent to sex with an adult? Here's what I think. I think that... Um, Different people mature at different rates. So really what you've got here is a guy who's attracted to children. When I grew up, they called them pedophiles. Now they call them minor attracted people. And this is what the mainstream media, this is what these woke corporations are pushing on your children. As I started today's show, and I'm going to end it today, people, you guys, listen to me. These corporations are not your friend. Get your children off of Disney+. Plus. Get them away from YouTube for the love of all things. Don't let your kids on TikTok. Don't let them on Instagram. Facebook is no better. These are very dangerous places for children. And what's happening, and and I'm hearing from parents, I mean, they write into me all the time to let me know, oh my word, this happened to my kid. I had no idea until it was too late, until they were getting gender-affirming drugs without my consent, until they were getting cross-sex hormones, until my daughter was wearing a breast binder for six months and I didn't even know about it. Parents, do the work of parenting. Stay in there with your children because I'm here to tell you what, if you won't protect your children, nobody else is going to do it for you. And the fact that these corporations are targeting children should make you sick to your stomach. It really should. Are you ready to experience the best sleep of your life? Listen, guys, I love, love, love the MyPillow mattress. My husband and I have been enjoying it for over a year. It's a two-sided encased coil quilted mattress, and you can get it delivered by UPS right to your door. It's easy to set up. Just unroll it and watch it come to life. The MyPillow mattress has a 10-year warranty, a six-month money-back guarantee, and free shipping. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use the promo code Heidi, and receive up to 60% off your orders again by using the promo code Heidi. Or call 1-800-447-0541. 
And again, use the promo code HEIDI. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So that's my little uh, that's my little woke ideology eye opener for you today. I've got a couple other questions I want to get to since it's Mailbox Monday. And again, thank you guys for writing in. We really appreciate. It. There's so many questions that come in. Really great comments that are coming in. Also, this was a comment we got on YouTube about the episode I did with my friend Sherry Seligson about whether or not science and Christianity oppose each other. She said, Heidi. I listened to your podcast with my two sons in the morning, and during this episode, after Sherry explained how perfectly placed we are in the universe, my nine-year-old said, Mommy, you know at the beginning when she says, I think you're going to be encouraged? Well, that was really encouraging. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate you sending that in. Kathleen Dilly wrote in and said, I love this, especially Sherry's enthusiasm about God and how he created the world in just the right Goldilocks way. Being exposed to at least the basics of science is absolutely necessary for our kids to understand their bodies and nutrition, to plant and grow a garden, to take care of pets and wildlife, fix their cars, etc. Like Heidi said, not all students will become scientists, but in a way, we are all scientists to one degree or another. We bump into science in practically everything we do. It's very important that as Christians, we not shy away from these topics when homeschooling our kids. I'm all done with my homeschooling adventure, but my son and his wife are homeschooling their children using Sherry's curriculum. I love this. More YouTube comments, you guys. This one was on Drag Queens uh, with my friend Kurt Cameron talking about reading books in the library. Tanya Baker wrote in and said, about seven years ago when my boys were babies and toddlers, I volunteered to read during story hour at our public library. I was told that only librarians with training were allowed to read to children. I was so puzzled at the time. I'm wondering if it was something like what we're discussing here today. Perhaps they thought I was asking to bring my own books to the library to be, to read. This podcast makes me want to try again and push back a little harder this time. You know what, Tanya? Push back, girl. Do it. Uh, Joni in Oregon wrote in to say, I wanted to tell you I enjoyed your podcast that you did with all your children. I was literally going through my son's closet of small clothes to donate while I was listening and so encouraged by Savannah when she was talking about seeing her son's gifts and talents and allowing him to try them. I got on my knees right there in my son's room and prayed for my son and for God to show my husband and I how we can help my son pursue his talent. I love that, Joni. That is awesome. All right, last question today came off of Anchor. This came in from Steffi. If you guys want to have your questions submitted on the air, you can absolutely go to anchor.fm forward slash Heidi, and I'm going to link back to how you can do that in the show notes today. So I'm going to go ahead and play Steffi's question, and then I'll answer it. Hey, Heidi. I thank you so much for your ministry. I enjoy so much your Bible study. I would like to know what is that favorite missionary book that you used to read to your kids, and I would like to listen to your encouragement. I am a mother of a seven-year-old, a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old. And I'm currently pregnant, expecting our fifth baby. We homeschool since my kids were little. 
I have no experience homeschooling, so I freaked out in the beginning. <laughs> but now I feel like I'm doing a lot better. But our kids have cousins, and our cousins are in gifting school, and they are very ahead of my kids academically. Um, but we enjoy our time together. We cook together. We do craft together. We read the Bible. We we learn new hymns, and we take our time to do our things together. And I would like to listen to your encouragement because sometimes I feel like I am failing. All right, Steffi. So here's here's my encouragement to you. First of all, I want you to know you are doing a much better job than you probably are even aware of. So many moms write into me and they say, I feel like I'm failing. And listen, you guys, behind every amazing kid is a mom who's pretty sure she's messing it up. And my hunch is that just the fact that you're cognizant of what kind of a job you're doing as a mother tells me your kids are probably just fine. So I wouldn't worry about it. The most important thing that you can do for your children, especially when they're that age, is to get them into the Bible. Spend time with them. Let them know how much you love them. Make dinner with them. Go on walks with them. This time that you have to disciple them goes by very, very quickly. And I am glad to see that you are making the most of it. A lot of you have been asking me about my favorite missionary stories. I I recognize that I must have talked about it and then I didn't end up following up and telling you guys what it is. My favorite missionary stories hands down, without a doubt, come from a company called Youth with a Mission, YWAM Publishing. And so I hope you guys will check that out. YWAM Publishing has awesome missionary stories. I'll link back to them in the show notes today. I think over the years, we've probably read well over half of them. Uh, Some of my favorite ones to start would probably be, depending on the ages of your children, but Amy Carmichael is a really great one. If you want just a, a one to start and your kids are, well, any ages of kids, you could check out Gladys Allward and that there's a an old movie that actually goes with that too called The Inn of the Seventh Happiness. Wonderful books to read to your children. And it really shows them the uh, the adventure almost of following God, of listening to the call of God on your life. Like I've said before, that, you know, to parents who worry about where God may call their children. Our job is to train our children for whatever it is that God wants them to do in their adult life. And we need to remember that the Bible says in the Psalms that our days have already been ordained for us. So before we took a single breath, the Bible says our days were numbered. And that takes the fear out of walking where God calls you to walk. And so whether that means you guys are going to uh, library board meetings, whether that means you're standing up in your local school boards, running for school board, for goodness sake, run for school board, you guys. Uh, there's so many great opportunities for you to get off the bench and onto the battlefield in the culture right now. And you can do it without fear, starting with homeschooling. I love so many of you guys are doing that right now. And I can't wait to hear the stories of God's faithfulness in the months to come. That's all I've got time for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. Please share this podcast wherever podcasts are available. And today is the first day of my brand new Bible study for mothers. It's called Irreplaceable, the soul-giving, life-giving power of motherhood. And you guys are going to love this. It's going to encourage you wherever you are in your mothering. Maybe you're a brand new mom. Maybe you're an expectant mother. Maybe you're a grandmother. God has a very important role for you as a woman. There are very, very specific guidelines that God gives to mothers. They are life-giving and life-affirming. And I want to just encourage you to come along on this journey with me. I might actually teach it for two months. It's a pretty big study because it's just in my wheelhouse and I love encouraging moms. So you guys can check that study out 
at momstronginternational.com. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for submitting your letters to me and your questions. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. I'll see you back here again tomorrow at the intersection of faith 